This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. I'm Bargasso, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Welcome to episode 174 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show. And I'm so excited that Bart Yasso introduced this episode because we're going to see him at the Anchorage Run Fest in August. In just about five weeks. It's so. starting to get it's starting to get real. We're already starting to talk about it more and are just in an idle conversation around the house and over dinner and we're like Where are yeah. we gonna go? What are we gonna do? Exactly. And and I'm like, well and we keep bringing up places that we went last time. Oh and yeah. we keep telling ourselves but we have to try new places too. And if you know some, info at runeatdrink.net. <laughs> That's true, yes. We did get a great recommendation from a friend of ours mm-hmm. of a sit-down restaurant. I think that'll be maybe something a little more celebratory. Oh, yes. So I'm very excited to check that one out on Mark's mm. recommendation. Mm. But uh, yeah, we're going to have some great stuff coming over the next few weeks as we are now finally getting to venture out of our home state yeah yeah fingers crossed that everything keeps going that way and we're able to to do that but of course yeah it's we're we're super excited to get back on the road we went on the road in florida this week we did yes we the with everything that's been going on we have at least been able to travel around our state Mm-hmm. And we've been able to provide you all locations from across Florida mm-hmm. for that place that you should go for your next runcation that brings you to our home state. It's a yes. And this week, we took a virtual on the road. We, we actually had the chance this past weekend to meet up with Bill and Christina Craig from Metal Chasers. We did. That was so nice of them to make the drive down yeah, and vacation. come and hang out and get some lunch and just catch up. And it was just like having lunch with old friends that we've known. I know. So great. And their family, their entire family, so friendly and just... It was such a good time. Yeah. So hopefully we didn't steer them wrong in our recommendations towards where to go on the beach and mm. and all that down here in our area. Mm-hmm. Y'all have heard us talk about the beaches of Sanibel and Fort Myers Beach before. We, we are big proponents of mm-hmm. the area that we live in for you to come and visit for your own vacationing needs. And <laughs> if you're going to come down here for vacation, they're great places to run. And if you do find mm. yourself down here... Let us know. We'd love to come and run with you. And Bill and Christina Metal Chasers, they are patrons of our show. 
And so yet another patron meetup. Yeah. And before they were patrons of the show, we we discovered them uh-huh. and started doing their virtual races over the course of the... 2020. All of 2020, really. Actually, it was all of 2020 mm-hmm. and into 2021. Mm-hmm. So... They just make solidly themed, amazing virtual races. Yes, we have bragged on them in the past, and this is long before they were patrons of the show. We do want to disclose that so that you all are aware, but this is not in any way a paid paid endorsement or advertisement. No. We have given them the love long before that. Yes. And we're going to be talking about one of their amazing races with a killer set of bling and accoutrement. <sighs> That is part of their Marvel anti-hero series for our race this week. So great. And we got to meet up with another couple friends of the show, Pam and Ariel from Pure Creative Apparel. And they introduced us to an amazing vegan restaurant. Yes. Now, in Orlando. As you guys know, we are still in the midst of the 75 hard challenge and we have committed to eating uh, strictly plant-based over the course of that 75 day Mm. period. Yes. We were in Orlando taking this race back to, or up to Disney Mm -hmm. uh, to run. However, people might be shocked to know that there are things to do in Orlando. Outside of? The parks. The parks. And we found it. So tasty. Can't wait to talk about that. Yes. And then for the drink, we're going to bring you back home. We're coming back down here to our area to a little spot that is carved out of a bigger spot that's been on the show at least once or twice in the back corner of Millennial Brewing Company in downtown Fort Myers is another little sub business it's a it's a whole separate section called the apothecary Mm. and they don't serve beer nobody puts baby in the corner (laughs) nobody puts apothecary in the corner it's not sub it's not in the corner it's pretty cool and this is the first time we've experienced it it is and we're excited to bring you the beverage option from there as well Mm -hmm. so Uh, It's going to be a great show this week. We're taking you really all over Central Florida. Yeah. Central and Southwest Florida. Central and Southwest Florida, yes. Come along with us. Let's talk running. We should. We're suckers for Marvel. We are solidly in the bag. People know this about us if you've been Mm -hmm. listening for any length of time. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I am okay with people knowing that I am a huge Marvel fan, a huge comic book nerd. If you've watched any of our live broadcasts that we do on instagram you've seen our talks from the big red couch usually we Mm do a a wednesday night beer chat and right now we're doing a we call it a a wednesday water Water chat chat. because we can't have beer but we do that from our our tv room and up on the wall in the background you can see comic books that are that are framed and mounted there are a lot of first editions and some special special issues yours of yours Yes. yes So I grew up being a giant comic book nerd Mm. and I tended to go to both extremes. I really liked like the, the old traditional boy scout, like Superman and Captain America, those types. 
But then I liked the heroes that were on the opposite end of the spectrum. You're, and why? I think Tell there's us more. I think there's a draw to the to the darker side of heroism in, in comics. And I think the mm. idea that these anti-heroes that we're going to be talking about over the, the course of the few weeks that we are covering this Metal Chaser series, these are, are heroes in a very non-traditional sense. They, they come around to doing the right thing ultimately, but they might do the wrong thing to get the, the right result. So in their minds, very much the end justifies the means. Yes. So does it? I, that might be a bigger question for a different podcast. In the case of our anti-hero this week. Let's talk about our anti-hero this week. This is yeah. somebody who I never in a million years thought I would see brought to the big screen. <laughs> in fact, when Marvel announced that they were going to do this comic book as a movie, I kind of facepalmed and just said, what are they thinking? This is going to be a flop. This is an obscure you comic. You were very pessimistic. I was. The sir. Obscure comic. Nobody is really familiar with it. I'm only familiar with it because I inherited some of the comics from my cousin who bought them initially. Mm. I didn't even buy them originally. Really? And happened to read them when I was at my grandmother's house and then he didn't want them anymore and I got to keep them. But that's, that's it. It's just nobody expected guardians of the galaxy mm. to be the box office hit that it was. And it was huge. It was huge. It was big enough for Marvel studios to do not one, not two, but we are now about to get the release of Gar we? guardians three. I haven't been paying attention to release dates. Well, it's, I believe it's in post-production now. Is it? Yeah. So this week's race is a tribute. You could argue that all of the characters, the, the protagonist characters from Guardians of the Galaxy are anti-heroes. This is a, you could. a hodgepodge group of outlaws and scoundrels that end up doing the right thing with 12% of a plan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And a character that was introduced in the first movie who <sighs> really got incredibly popular was Yondu. Oh yeah. Yondu played by Michael Rooker. Such a great who who's actor. been acting for years but wow. really really came like rose to fame and pop culture during his time on The Walking Dead. True. The character that he portrayed, of course, is the blue-skinned alien ravager that is the, the ones responsible for picking up young Star-Lord from Earth Star -Lord. on the evening of his mother's death. Mm. And was fond of reminding Star-Lord that if it weren't for him, his crew would have eaten him because they'd never mm. had Terran before. Ooh. Yeah. That is the character that not only got so popular amongst fans of Marvel, but is also the subject of our metal. The subject of our metal. And I just have a very fond memory of that character when we went out to Disneyland and ran the Avengers races. I believe the last time is when we saw 
this character and I I think you have some video footage somewhere on your phone or in your photo library archive. I know exactly what you're going to say. I know what you're talking about. Because it's we we were running the Avengers half marathon, which was the Black Widow half. The, the last one was the Black Widow themed half marathon. And when we were coming out of the parks or crossing over between between the parks and coming out to the front main entrance of of both the California Adventure and and Disneyland, you know what I mean. I do. So out front there is a place for cheer squads and it also widens the course and we happened to see yondu on the course and i believe that yondu looked at our camera and shouted a famous line i'm very popular y'all so cool <laughs> so cool yeah it was it was a great moment actually the i believe that the the person in costume actually had a sign that said i'm mary, mary poppins, poppins y'all. Y'all. Yeah. yeah and it was it was just great to see and I, we've we've bragged on those races before those are some oh, yeah. of our absolute favorites i just love to see that on the course yeah costumes like that and i'm i'm fond of this anti-hero because he's hysterical he is but he's also when you first meet him in the in the first movie he's he's a slight comic relief but he's mm. got an edge to him he, he's a killer and he doesn't play around we when metal chasers shipped this whole anti-hero series set of metals bibs they also included bib boards mm-hmm. for getting the whole series that are metal chaser themed to hold the the bibs in place great stuff like jojo got us with the running drink podcast logo but they also had business card like size size card with a quote from the anti-hero that goes along with each i believe there's one with each race in this series and this one says no more games with me boy i'll see you at the end of this i can't do it you did great uh, but <laughs> you did great but that is what that i just think it's so cute and clever and the design on the bib and the design on the metal are just great. Yeah. Now we'll let's talk generally yeah. when when we talk about metal yeah. chasers and we brag on them because of the the quality of the metals. The metals are multiple colors. They mm-hmm. do a lot of embossed relief work throughout the metal. Mm-hmm. A lot of detail work, and then they have no qualms about using different colors of enamel paint to bring out and make those features pop it's awesome the metal itself is probably it looks to be maybe maybe an eighth of an inch thick Mm. and this one in particular it's nice and hefty it's very solid right you have a color matched ribbon attached to it that says guardians on the run on the run yeah and of course, that's a nod to Guardians of the Galaxy. The color is is like a a red to black gradient mm-hmm. with white lettering on the on the, on ribbon. the ribbon. And the metal itself it's a, it looks almost like a baseball diamond in terms of the shape. And at each corner or point on the baseball diamond, you've got different members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But in the middle, 
Yondu. is the star of the show. Yondu, star of this race. Yondu. And it's just, it's, it's like a profile of him, like a side profile. Yeah, but they did. I like the art style that they did. It almost reminds me of some of like the like 80s or 90s neon artwork where it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like like paint splashes, but with just color to, to make him out. Yeah. And really good use of shadow. Mm. And it very, it's very clear who it is. Of course. And, and this is this is really cool. And... It says Guardians on the Run 5K on the metal. On the top. And, and we anti-hero logo right there in the top I like center. that. I like the anti-hero logo both on the ribbon and in the center top of the metal. Mm-hmm. And that is in the episode artwork. Oh, excellent. You what, can see it. What we have said in the past, and it holds true, is that these medals that they produce, I would put up against any of the official Disney races mm-hmm. in terms of quality, yeah. color, the, the ribbon, Everything you are getting your money's worth yeah. with a race for metal chasers. Mm-hmm. You just are. Yeah, and the bib as well. And I'm the nerd that brags on these bibs all the time. You you call it by its official name. The, the, the material is called material. Tyvek. Yes. Yeah. And it says Guardians on the Run 5K. It has him in full color, and it has the anti-hero logo from Metal Chasers, and it's just. Uh, the detail work on the metal, on on the bib, everything is coordinated. It just, it's great. I like these bibs because you can actually wear them, go out and run with them. Mm-hmm. It's just like a real race event bib. Mm. And you're. it's not like what we had to do uh, last month where mm. we printed our bibs and then put them in a plastic sheet, sheet protector. protector and that kind of works but it does it's this is just like the real deal yeah so it gives you a great overall experience and i think it's a it's a small thing but again total package it's also a big thing for the overall experience right. of a virtual race and if you were wanting to display them mm-hmm. i think the the fact that they send you these and these look so good and in you, a shadow box, maybe you, yeah, would be great. You, you want to do a shadow box? Mm-hmm. This would be perfect. Yeah, for that type of thing. Yeah, so we can that we've talked about the package that we got and the medal that we eventually earned. Let's talk about our course. Go for it. So we took it on the road, as we said at the top of the show. We went to Orlando. We were on property at Walt Disney World. We didn't do it in the parks, though. No. We did not. And we considered it. But then I think we thought there are, I think we thought, <laughs> we were considering the traffic levels in the parks. Some parks lend themselves to being able to do either a run-walk-run ratio, mm. depending on what time you get there. Yeah. And other parks, it doesn't matter what time you're there. And we had already done the the course on the boardwalk for the first run Disney virtual in June. So we wanted to try something different and go exploring where we hadn't been exploring on property before. Exactly. So we took the Skyliner people before we even started the 5K. We took the Skyliner because the Skyliner is just fun. It's a ride into itself, even though it's transportation everywhere. And if you're not familiar with the Skyliner, these are basically sky buckets that go along a network of cable cables that run all over from parks to resorts to more mm-hmm. parks. They need them at they need to expand it, the line, because they're 
at the Riviera, they're at Caribbean Beach, they're at Pop Century, they're available at Hollywood Studios and Epcot, but not the Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom. And I want to see them expanded because I think it's just fun. Oh, I do too. What I like about them is as you're riding, they don't have air conditioning, but they have a, a pretty sophisticated vent system. Yeah. So the, the movement of the bucket gives you plenty of airflow. Yeah, I think so. And as you're going along the track, apparently they've got a little computer chip or GPS. It knows where it's at. And when there's a point of interest, it'll you'll hear this tone and then the computer says something like a cool fact about something you're where looking you at are. and where you're at. Mm-hmm. I, it's a nice way to tour a portion of the of the Disney parks from yes. the sky. Yes. The dog, if you can hear a little clicking in the background, the dog's asleep and he's running in his sleep. He's and his, dreaming. His feet are hitting the wall. It's so funny. <laughs> so but welcome yeah. to our home. Welcome. Welcome in. Welcome to this episode yes. of how the sausage is made. Oh God. So we took the Skyliner over to Caribbean beach. We did. And because we wanted to check out Caribbean beach and we wanted to check out the Riviera that we'd never stayed at before or never been to. And we had heard from fellow podcasters that it, it might have a pretty good walking and running path. Yes. And we weren't disappointed. We were not. This was a great opportunity for us to check out these, these resorts, number one, mm. and check out the, the paths. I don't want to say they go all the way around. No. But they went most of the way around. Yeah. And then you could just either go around the building and come back or you could, or one of the buildings, or you could just turn around and do it as like an out Like back. a loop, yeah. And like, that's what we did. So we got to see Caribbean Beach and it's pretty huge. And we got to check out the Riviera and we just, we got to see parts of the Disney property that we hadn't before. And I was really on a mission to check out some of the restaurants around those parts to see if there would be some vegan options we could get a hold of but yes and there there looked to be some if we could ever snag reservations in the future that would be quite tasty yeah that's going to be the trick is getting the reservations mm-hmm. let's talk about the run part at the caribbean beach yeah I, I think that that has probably the the most waterfront running area of that course true And it goes right along one of the lakes that are there. Mm -hmm. So you're running along a paved path. Mm -hmm. It's a mixed-use path. So there, there were occasionally people, or I think that they were they were workers from the resorts on like golf carts. Yeah, and they were doing maintenance around the property or cleaning. Yes. So you you have some of that plus runners plus the occasional biker mm-hmm. depending on you have know, or in a motorized scooter exactly. making their way to the Skyliner or other parts of the resort. But it was a nice way to have a nice waterfront run. Now, mm-hmm. of course, depending on time of year, that can be really muggy, really hot. Like, like now, we, like right now, like right now, like when we went. Yeah, but that's okay. It's all right. We're fine. It we, was great. We did great. It was great. And then when you get over towards the Riv, 
as the cool kids call it. As the cool kids, we're looking at Mike Rallman from yeah. the Be Our Guest podcast. Looking at you, bud. Mm-hmm. Then it, it moves you away from the water, the waterfront, mm-hmm. and it takes you around the backside of the building or of the resort itself. Mm-hmm. And we got to go by their pool area. Nice, really nice pool. It has a, it does have a very Mediterranean vibe there. It does, and a lot of blue and white tile on the outdoor bar. It was very intricate. It was gorgeous and just beautiful. And I hear that the restaurant atop that resort is quite tasty. I've heard it's not too too bad, but also it's another impossible to get into right reservation challenge, kind of like Sebastian's Bistro that we checked out. Over there at Caribbean Beach, there are challenge accepted, and you never know when you're going to get in. Now, let's speaking of Sebastian's, mm-hmm. wasn't that one that we found that has quite a vegan menu? You could have a three course meal entirely vegan yeah. or what they call plant based. Plant based. Yes. So, we, as we ran over there, we cut away from the water and kind of went up towards the, the building to check out their menu. Mm-hmm. And it the it was interesting. We got there at the time of day we got there, the indoor restaurant was closed. Yeah, only open from five to nine and not open seven days a week right now. Yeah. I think that's still modified mm-hmm. hours due to due to the pandemic. I don't, I don't know because I didn't really check it out before the pandemic. So I don't know if it was always restricted or not, but it's currently restricted. Okay. And, but they did have like an outdoor that like the outdoor bar area was seating people at that time and they were serving them. So it was, I I don't know if that was connected, probably the same kitchen would be my guess. I don't know. But it was, it was very busy. All the pools were very busy. Mm -hmm. Disney's definitely getting, getting back to normal. And you're starting to see more and more of that. Mm. So that's that. That's refreshing to see. It's it, people are out there in the sun, soaking up the sun, just mm-hmm. you know, enjoying the 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 best that Florida has to offer. And and that resort was rocking. Rockin'. It really was truth. So we ended up doing kind of an out and back along from the Skyliner Station, from the Skyliner Station around the Caribbean beach out to the riv around the riv and then, and then back over to the Caribbean beach and then mm. back to the Skyliner station. Yeah. yeah. And we ended up aside from having to do that thing that runners do sometimes when they get home and you have to go back and forth in front of your house to get the last like two tenths of a mile in, yeah. which is exactly what we had to do at the Skyliner station. So I know the Skyliner folks were looking at us like we, we had three heads. What are, you doing? Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> but we did it yeah and uh we ended up presenting our each other with our medals yes at the skyliner station yes and it was just it was great we had a nice backdrop that picture's also in the episode artwork so and we did have a little motivation to, to get a move on too oh yeah we w- when we were on our way back in the distance, we start seeing the clouds. Yeah. And then we start we getting afraid. Yeah. We start getting the alerts that, oh, there's lightning in your area. So we didn't want them to shut down the Skyliner before we got back to. And they shut down the Skyliner line at the Riviera. Remember? Yes. And so. But I don't know if that was weather related. That may not have been. But that one was shut down, so yeah. the only option we had was, was to Caribbean Beach. get back over to Caribbean Beach. Yeah, and we were like, the ribs not open again. See how it just rolls off the tongue. The I rib. know, I know, Mike Rallman, thank you. 
Really? So if we didn't do that, then we were going to have to either hoof it all the way to, yeah, all the way uh, to somewhere. Hollywood or Buses we were going to have to get a bus or, or get an Uber or something to get, to get back because we parked we made at it. Hollywood Studios. We made it though. We did. I'm excited. We made it. <laughs> yes. So we got to explore parts of the property that we hadn't before and we got our mileage in. And I think that that's a great option for people. If you're going to be going to Disney for a stay and maybe you're not, well, yeah, maybe you're not staying at say the Caribbean beach, but you want to go get a run and then you, maybe you want to stop by one of the restaurants there. That's totally mm-hmm. doable or totally have, okay. Or you have a reservation at a restaurant, but not necessarily staying there. <laughs> like we want to do with Sebastian's bistro. Exactly. If we could ever get a reservation, then we could maybe do a run now that we know that path and then enjoy a plant-based meal. So that like, was not me. For, the, for a change, this me banging into the microphone there. That was not me. Seasoned broadcast professional, everybody. Mm, mm. I'll do it. I'll probably end up doing it later. But <laughs> <laughs> at no. any rate, it was a good time. Good race. Fantastic medals. Fantastic gear. Also a fantastic charity that the entire race series actually benefits oh do tell yeah if if you go to the metal chasers website the anti-hero series it'll list all eight races and the charity for all eight races so it's a little bit different from say the infinity gauntlet one or where or, or race series in the past that where metal chasers have had different charities attached to different races in the series. Right. This you know way, what I mean? This way they're getting the maximum bang for the buck for a single charity. For a single charity. And that's so they they've had different strategies to sp- spread the love amongst very worthwhile community organizations and charities. But this one is Shriners Hospital for Children. Very nice. Yeah. Shriners Hospital for Children at ShrinersHospitalForChildren.org. And it just, our patients are at the, from their website, our patients are at the heart of everything they, we do. They inspire us to continue our mission of improving the lives of children and families. So any children that, that need help, need treatment. They don't turn away. Yep. So this is an amazing organization and Bill and Christina at Metal Chasers are just terrific people. Mm -hmm. And this is probably one of the easiest things for me to suggest for somebody to do who's looking for that external motivator to get out and get moving and do some good. Exactly. So we'll link to Metal Chasers. We'll link to this, the benefiting charity and the medal is in the episode artwork if you want to see what you're going to get. Very if you're cool. motivated by bling. Which I am. This is. And if you're in a part of the country or you're in another country that can't quite, you where you can't quite run live races or travel yet, this is a fantastic way to stay motivated while training. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So all that running, of course, does... Make you work up an appetite. Very hungry. And we're so fortunate to have friends that live full-time in the Orlando area. Mm. And we, when we were up there last month, we actually connected on the Disney property, and we were talking and hanging out. They're like, oh, when you guys come back up, you've got, we've got to take you to this place. 
It is phenomenal. And you're, you, they, and they, they talked it up. They were just like, you cannot go wrong. We're like, okay, okay. And, and they've never steered us wrong before. It's so true. So <laughs> they tell us that we have to go with them to this place called Ethos Vegan Kitchen mm-hmm. in Orlando. And it's actually in my neck of the woods where I went to in the latter part of my college education, the University of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. It It's in it's, Winter Park. Yeah, that's not technically Orlando, right? It's, it's No, it's Winter Park. Winter the address Park. is Winter Park, and that's where I had an apartment when I went to UCF. Oh. Golden Knights. Go, go. Go Knights. Yeah. So it could have been in my neck of the woods, and I never knew about it. I don't know how long they've been open, but... If this were there and you were a plant-based, even if you don't eat plant-based, I think that you would love it. Things that we noticed about this, and we've gone to a lot of vegan restaurants, plant-based mm-hmm. restaurants, or, or restaurants that tend to, to skew more that way. Typically, square footage-wise, they tend to be smaller. Small, yeah. We got there, and from the exterior, it it looked like it was going to be what we would normally expect. Then we walk inside, and we're greeted at the at the hostess station. First, I noticed that there were people sitting outside, so that's a good sign, right? Then we walk to the hostess station to get our our buzzer, and that place is enormous. It is, and it has a like a bar, and then and then huge seating area. Yeah, and. What a cool vibe in there. Mm. Really neat artwork on the walls. Yeah. And just this looked like a really happening, modern, not what you would expect. A lot of people would associate with a vegan kitchen or a vegan restaurant. There were booths, there were tables, there was a bar. It was uh, very colorful. And they they had local beers on tap. Mm. I noticed that, even though we didn't have any. Right. But... Sad face. I know. Well, soon. <laughs> soon. 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 But I was more interested in what Pam and Ariel were talking about as far as the menu goes. The food menu. Yes. And, <laughs> and as I'm reading through it, we're going to read some items for you that we had mm. and talk about them. But One of them we had so fast we didn't even photograph it. True. <laughs> but... While we're there, they Pam and Ariel ordered some stuff. We ordered some stuff. There was a mess of food on the table. But as we're going through the menu, I actually had to ask the waitress twice. Wait, are you telling me that everything here mm-hmm. is vegan? Every yeah. item. I don't have to get you to sub out this or or withhold. modify that. Yeah. And she's like, "No, everything's vegan." Yeah. And I'm like, wow. It is a smorgasbord of happiness for us. <laughs> but they have a brunch menu. And then they have a regular menu. Mm-hmm. And Pam and Ariel were so smart. They're like, okay, we're going to go on a weekend day. And we're going to go. They they serve the brunch menu until 3. And then it, the, the regular menu overlaps. So we're going to go at a time where we can have it all. That was smart. That really was because I, I was in the mood for a little of column A and a well, little of column B. Yeah, exactly. And it was so smart. <sighs> and they, we were trying every. Everybody's trying everybody else's food. Oh my goodness! And I, I've been given orders the next time I have to drive through 
that area for work, I have to stop by and get some to go on my way home. Yes, you do. So let's talk about what we had. Should we talk like the appetizer first? Yeah, let's do the appetizer because this was something I actually, this is one of the items I had to, I had to ask about. The garlic knots. Yeah. Now this is, this for me, garlic knots, when when you say that, it evokes something that kind of goes back to my childhood. There was a point in growing growing up where my mom discovered, of all things, Little Caesar's Pizza oh. and Crazy Bread. Yeah. And she figured out real quick she could feed an army of teens for very little money. Yes. So my mom, being the neighborhood mom, would never let a kid come to the house and, and be hungry. So she was mm. always feeding us. And garlic knots and crazy bread just evokes that memory for me so there's a strong association there and that's basically it's pizza dough that's rolled out and then tied in a knot and then normally what you get is a either either it's coated in olive oil or a mixture of olive oil and butter Butter. and spices Mm -hmm. and garlic and baked yeah and that is exactly what they brought out to the table i mean our house-made dough is tied by hand, baked until golden brown, brushed with garlic butter. Not really butter. And dusted with Parmesan cheese. Not really Parmesan cheese. And? And it was... What was your verdict on it? It was served with like a marinara side for dipping. Mm-hmm. And the And the butter. The melted. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Her mouth watering as, as she's I'm, talking right now. Yeah, it was oh good. It was the garlic knots were crunchy on the outside and tender and warm on the inside, and it just oh my god. I'm sorry I fell away from the microphone for a bit because it was so good. <laughs> These actually were as convincing as a vegan garlic knot could possibly be this i didn't i didn't miss anything from a traditional garlic knot in having this dish the Mm. only the if i had a knock against it are you really gonna have one is that it wasn't twice the size oh i see yes because i could have eaten easily but listen there were four of us sharing this thing there were four of us sharing this thing. Could it be like a whole entire meal for one person? Yes. Yeah. But you, yeah. But you, you sharing, wanna... is, sharing is caring. And you didn't want to have twice the size because you wanted to try more of the menu. I did. And come on, and let's I've, be serious. Yeah. I, I wanted to try more of the menu. Just a, a honorable mention. They had a vegan lasagna there. They oh. actually made... I couldn't even tell you. They they made ricotta cheese out of something. Out of something, probably I'm guessing cashews, and it sold it as ricotta cheese. And, I don't even know. And the, when you just took a bite of the whole thing, knew all the noodles and oh. layers of sauce and everything, so boom! Good. And Ariel got this, and he's like, "Here, take a bite, take a bite." Amy's sending me for lasagna on my way oh, home from my work so trip coming good. up. So that's not one of our official dishes that we had. Because Amy no. and I decided to go for brunch. We did. We totally did. We sampled the savory or the savory lunch items, but we dove deep into the deep into the brunch pool. Uh, yes, we did. And they had a special 
Normally, they have a double stack on the menu all the time. Four golden brown pancakes served with butter and your choice of syrup. Or you could just get two. They have the double stack or the stack. And you can add strawberries, almonds, walnuts, whipped cream, chocolate syrup for an additional 50 cents. But uh, And all of those toppings are vegan. And all of it is vegan. Comes with butter and syrup. Butter... Right. And syrup, all the, but all legit vegan. They had on special when we were there a chocolate chip pancake. And I distinctly remember you asking the server, listen, the chocolate chip version is vegan? Yeah. I was afraid of, of it being milk chocolate and the chips. And they're like, nope, it's vegan chocolate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, sign right. me up. Yeah. And it was amazing. Fluffy pancakes they they're huge they were huge they were oh and warm and chocolatey and flaky and there was nothing that would cue you into this being a vegan pancake nothing so good and you mm. the, the butter melted the, the vegan butter melted just like regular butter it, the pads disappeared I don't, I don't know how they did it i i'm i don't know and i don't care <laughs> and then of course you put you put maple syrup on it and it's it oh, there was no perfect. distinguishing this so perfect. having and we have a local place that when we're, we're not doing 75 hard we love to go to for pancakes i mm. would have put these pancakes up against crave and fort myers pancakes easily 100 percent agree and the size of the pancakes like eating a manhole cover exactly it's enormous so if you get a double stack that's absolutely big enough for two people to split Mm -hmm. in my opinion Mm. yes okay good it's not just me then can confirm now here's the thing (laughs) i i was not expecting the entree to be the as big as it was oh boy we decided to go with a breakfast burrito Mm -hmm. and there were a couple of ways you could vary it up mainly with the 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 meat quote unquote that you might get in it quotations yes but the breakfast burrito is a tofu scramble Mm. with home fries Mm. and your choice of breakfast sausage or canadian bacon and Mm. those are both plant-based Okay. wrapped in a soft flour tortilla and then they smother it in of course a plant-based sausage gravy yes <sighs> we, amy did one with the you did yours with the canadian bacon inside and no, the side I, of sausage or vice versa i did the sausage inside the burrito sausage in the burrito i and did the canadian, the canadian bacon. bacon on the side and you did the opposite for yes me. and I, I was shocked that they were able to get scrambled tofu as close to egg as they did. But they did. But they did. Oh. The combination, and I think the way that they're able to do it is by including it with the other ingredients. Normally, the egg would become a bit of a, a, a creamy element in the background. And I think mm. that it, that the, the tofu mm. scramble worked in that very same way they did spice the tofu i think that they they added a little bit of turmeric for color a little bit of salt why wouldn't you but legit it worked 
Yeah. And the sausage gravy that was on top of it was perfect in terms of its texture and flavor. And it, again, this is one of, and and the other thing is like eating a Nerf football. This thing was enormous. So like if we had it to do over again, I might say. Split it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because neither one of us finished it. Yeah. Because he made me order first, people. Just. It does happen from time to time. Because he's like, I I don't want you to copy me. And then he ended up copying me. No. Yes. I did the exact opposite of you. You did not. You still got the burrito. Yeah, but mine was very different. How was it very different? I had the sausage on the side. Okay. I had the Canadian bacon on the side. That's all the difference right there. But you still got the burrito. (laughs) Okay. Now, the... was so good. I I, I personally think that the sausage is the stronger of the two breakfast meats. Yes, agreed. 100%. If I was going to recommend, I would say the sausage. And I was so glad that I had it inside the burrito. Yeah. Now, their breakfast sausage patties, it's patty sausage, faux sausage, mm-hmm. plant-based sausage, yeah. but that is perfectly spiced, and that would actually fool you. It reminded me of the plant-based sausage we've had here, the breakfast sausage. Like Morningstar oh, Farms beyond. or the Beyond Like the versions. Beyond, it reminded me of, yeah. yeah Gardein mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. a similar product, those yep. types of things, very similar in that respect. Yep. and. And again, the combination, you get that really heavily spiced sausage with that tofu scramble. It all of a sudden is, is eggs and ba- er, it's eggs and sausage. You mm-hmm. don't, you don't really with th- breakfast potatoes. Think about it. It's just, and the burrito was solid, solidly put together. It didn't fall apart. And, <sighs> and here's the thing. The place was packed. They were constantly on a wait while we were there. True. And we had to wait to get, we in. had to wait to get in and, you can't sling mediocre food that's just passable and get that kind of consistent following. And we were mm. being told, Pam and Ariel were telling us, they said, oh, yeah, you can. You, you usually can't even park in the parking lot. Yeah. You have to park somewhere, like one of the off-site parking. They have, some, they have some additional parking that's not on that property that you can park and walk. We lucked out. Yes, we did. We only had to wait about 15 minutes, and we got to park in the parking lot. True. And there wasn't a bad thing at that table. So good. <laughs> so good. So. I highly recommend this place. Yeah. Ethos uh, Vegan Kitchen. I would like to try them for dinner now. Me too. Same. And Because and, there was know. a meatloaf on the menu. Meatloaf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the lasagna? Come on. The lasagna. I, I would go back and get just the lasagna. Let's go. I'd be, yes, right be now. fine for that. Get in the car. Okay. We can't do the rest of the show because no. (laughs) Yes, yes, we can. Yes, we can. All in good time. We will get back there and we recommend it highly to all of you. Exactly. So uh, we're going to have links to them in the show notes. Yes. Please check them out. And I believe that we have some photos of the food in the episode artwork. With the exception of the garlic knots. The garlic knots. Those those didn't last. We descended on those like piranha. Yeah. It was was pretty funny. Mm Mm-hmm. So check it out. But before we go on, we have to say thank you to all of our patrons for your support and the growth that you've allowed us to achieve. Yeah, your contributions each month help us to continue to bring you the show into 2021 and beyond. And we've talked about it over really almost every episode. We let you guys know how much we appreciate Mm -hmm. our patrons 
the fact that you guys have let us modernize and upgrade our studio and that your contributions are now allowing us to do some out-of-state travel so that we can bring you races from across the country. And that is due in no small part to your support. At patreon.com slash running drink podcast, we have three different levels of monthly support, $2, $5, or $10 levels, each with their own special perks that we continue to add to in 2021. Patrons get special thank you messages from us. Insiders get a look at behind the scenes. They get access to exclusive video footage, special interviews before they're released on the podcast feed cooking demos, exclusive tastings of favorite food and beverages, and some secret stuff that uh, doesn't make the show. Our show will always be free. But if you want more of the Running Drink Podcast and you want to support the show long-term, check us out at patreon.com slash runningdrinkpodcast. And hey, Podbean users, just tap on the reward button at the right side of the top of the Podbean app to become a patron. It's the exact same levels. You don't have to leave the Podbean ecosystem to become a patron. And as always, we thank you all for your support in the past and your continued support of the Running Drink Podcast. Let's talk drinks. Let's talk drinks. We're going to come all the way back down towards our way mm-hmm. for a beverage this week. And it, this is this is different. It is. We are. We, we we actually had a conversation the other night with a friend of ours. Like, how do y'all do a your podcast if you're not drinking? And we're like, mm-hmm. non-alcoholic drinks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and he we're like, so disappointed. I, I know. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll, I'll wait till you get back to the beer. Yeah. <laughs> Trust us, though. We do bring you some amazing beer and mm-hmm. terrific craft cocktails. Oh, so. Tasty. But can't wait to have them again. The coffees, the teas, the non-alcoholic beverages, the recipes for non-alcoholic beverages True. we've brought are all mocktails, fantastic. Yes, and I get. Would you? I don't know if we'd call this a mocktail exactly. Uh, I guess you would, but there's this little spot, I mean, yeah, in downtown Fort Myers. They they occupy the back corner of Millennial Brewing, and Millennial is one of the largest. And Buck agrees. One of the largest breweries in Fort Myers in terms of square footage. It's huge. And they yeah, and their space is a is a is a warehouse space. It's great. And you can do a lot. And yeah, they've got their storage area, they've got their brewing area, but they have like two smaller businesses that are in there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a kombucha company. They do yeah. their own brewing of kombucha and bottling and mm-hmm distribution and the other is this business that we happened upon while we were there called the apothecary spirit free concoction so we don't have to call it a mocktail we can call it a spirit free concoction a spirit free concoction yeah yeah and this i didn't know what to think i i didn't i was like "Uh, i let's give it a shot but the the bartender i guess we're gonna call our bartender the spirit free concoctions tender yes the apothecary uh Uh, she said you got to try this she did she recommended it right away right after we confirmed with her 100 percent that they had vegan options on the menu yes and in fact that was what prompted her to point us in the direction of this drink Yes, because on their specialty cocktail menu, they have like a gin ricky, which is a spirit-free gin ricky. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> for a lot. They, they have mules. They have a Paloma, Negroni. They're all named for spirited cocktails, but they are spirit-free. They are. Now, they do also have some offerings there of tinctures, mm-hmm. I believe is what they call it, where they will add things at your request. Yes. Like CDB, mm-hmm. CBD, mm-hmm. that one, Kava, mm-hmm. and Kratom. Kratom. Yeah. If you want to add those things in, we opted against anything like that. And we just went with what they call their zero proof spirit. Yeah. Which is just to give you the flavor, but not the alcohol. And we had a beautiful root beer float. Mm-hmm. That's a quote unquote hard, hard root, beer, root float. beer float. But it wasn't. Yeah. Ritual zero proof whiskey. Sprecher root beer. Am I saying this right? I think so. I hope so. Let's I, go with I, that. If I butchered it, I apologize. <laughs> Chocolate cherry bitters, homemade coconut ice cream sphere, and a cocktail cherry. We asked like maybe three or four different times. This ice cream, is it milk-based? Is it not? Is it vegan? And they're like, yes, it's totally vegan. Yeah. The ice cream was made out of coconut cream. Yeah. And it was... Uh, number one, it's phenomenal. It was so tasty, <laughs> but, not overly coconutty. Yeah, no. I, I yeah, I, did you actually? Did you get a lot of coconut off of it? I. It was the essence of coconut, and it was not an artificial coconut flavor. So that's how I felt about it. I actually think you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what did you think of this? Of this? Oh, it and it was served. It was served in, in a, a cocktail glass. It, it was served in a cocktail glass, like a like a an old fashioned glass. Yeah, and garnished with like a Luxardo type cherry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she she ran out of Luxardo cherry, so on on the second cocktail she used the marish. But I, it was like a grown up root beer float. Just it was elevated, elevated, sweet. That's a good way to describe it. Sweet the. The ice cream held up to to drinking the cocktail until you got to the end of it, and then you could use like a fork or a spoon to to have the rest of your coconut ice cream sphere. So, I I liked it. I liked it. I liked the root beer flavor. All did you all, did I would you get, get it again? I was I was going to ask you. You liked the root beer flavor. Mm-hmm. Did you get the whiskey flavor? No. I did not. Did you? It. I. No, I didn't get a real whiskey flavor on and, it. And maybe, it's, but I'm not sure if it was because of the the zero proof whiskey or because of the coconut ice cream in there. I think it was the coconut ice cream was this was the essence of the coconut flavor, but I got overwhelming root beer. Yeah, and not really any kind of essence of whiskey or or the. The bitters are more like the salt and pepper of the cocktail, anyway. But and I love chocolate cherry bitters. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great mm-hmm. addition to any cocktail. Interested outside of that hard root beer float, which was a special on a menu. Mm-hmm. So they have the hard root beer without the ice cream sphere normally on their menu, their specialty cocktail menu. Okay, I'm interested to see like. 
the Negroni they have, the Paloma they have. Oh, you you've stole my thunder. I was oh. the Negroni is the Negroni's the one I am most interested in, in. I want the Paloma. You you have a tendency to go in cycles where you like go start gravitating back towards like flavors of grapefruit and tequila. But it's I summer. like the fact that it's they summer. that they garnish it with jalapeno. Mm-hmm. It's summer and there's a little bit of spice in there. So I feel like that's why I'm gravitating toward it. But I want to try from their regular menu those cocktails just to see if I get that that essence of that tequila flavor or that essence of the gin, if you get that, if you have that Negroni. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they also do some some cocktails that are riffs on lemonades. Mm-hmm. They do some things that are specifically made with kombucha from the, the Flying Eagle kombucha. Right next door. Right next door. In the same space. And then they have a alcohol-removed champagne. Yeah option with flavored syrups interesting and there's one that popped in my mind which one looking at it which was the ginger turmeric oh yeah and they they just ginger turmeric syrup that they add to this non-alcoholic champagne or basically sparkling grape juice and like the prickly pear nectar is the one that jumped out at me very nice Mm. so this is a really interesting spot I, i i it's not something that we would have normally tried no we would be there at Millennial for the pickle beer that we featured on the show a while back. Yes, but this was a very fortunate discovery, I mm-hmm. think. We were we were there to pick up merchandise, actually. Yes. And we thought, oh, let's, yeah, let's give it a try and see. And it was a place that you'd go again? Yeah. I Like I said, I want to try... The Negroni, the Paloma, I want to see about that essence, that flavor, and see if you get it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All and right. the bubbles, too. Well, of course, the bubbles. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. come on. Every drink's better with bubbles, right? Yeah. yeah. I like bubbles. <laughs> so, anyway, that rounds out the drink portion of the segment. So, I hope that everybody enjoyed this tour of central and southwest florida that we've taken them on we're going to have of course links to millennial brewing and the apothecary in the show notes so that you can check them out i think that again their location down there if you're wanting to come down to southwest florida maybe you want to get a room at oh i don't know either the indigo or the luminary oh yeah you're basically walking distance to millennial brewing there's an enormous entertainment district in downtown fort myers and millennial it's like every week they'll have special events with multiple food trucks yes so that you can find a style of food that works for you and then also inside of millennial now you could have beer and you could have zero proof cocktails and they even do a family day every week i believe yeah where they have like a bounce house for kids yeah and you come out there and and it's 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 a really relaxed environment and they mm. have some of the most amazing beer tenders at millennial fantastic and, and the young lady who assisted us at the apothecary mm-hmm. was phenomenal yeah. once we told her our dietary needs she was all about it all over very it. knowledgeable so links in the show notes mm-hmm. check out the apothecary next week 
Next week. What are we doing? We wrapped up the episode, and now next week we'll talk about our training, possibly another Metal Chasers 5K, or we never recapped your Independence Day 5K either. Oh, we could do that. So you never know. I'm here for whatever you tell me we're doing. You never know. So stay tuned (laughs) for that run-focused segment, see what we'll do, because there's plenty of training upcoming for us now that our race calendar is filling up for the fall. It is really really is plus we have additional amazing vegan options to share with you yes yeah and that's going to be from it could be in orlando oh Oh, yeah amy she's being coy yeah to make sure you guys come back to listen yeah so So come back and listen we also have some good news we got a new rating and review on apple podcasts if you guys are looking for a free way to support the show do this This is so cool. And this review and rating is from Instructor Hearth. Apparently. That's the name listed. This says, have been listening for a while now, and I need to write a review. I love the hosts and topics. Love hearing about all the Disney runs coming up. Keep up the great work. The Diz His. Yes, the the Diz His. This is a co-host of the Diz His podcast. Yes. Yes super cool that actually we crossed over when we brought disney home during the pandemic mm-hmm. and did virtual the star wars virtual when when everything about star wars went virtual in 2020 and they helped us with a little bit of disney memory magic they on did. a quick bite yes so, very and, cool and and we can't thank them enough. That That is so sweet, so to, sweet to leave that for us. Thank you, guys. Great stuff. So thank you for that. Instructor hearts. Yeah. So if you get the chance, head over to Apple Podcasts on any Apple device or iTunes on your PC. Give us a rating and review. That little two minutes out of your time really helps us get discovered, mm-hmm. and that helps us grow the Runcation Nation. So. And who knows? We could share your review on an upcoming show. Yes. So. With that. Thank you so much for listening this week. Thanks for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, maybe you're cleaning, you have us on your smart speaker, smart device, whatever you're doing, wherever you are. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Amy. And I am your co-host, Dana. Stay safe, stay well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge. We'll talk to you next time.